Right here. I assume. There you go. Us both having. So now you can just put the kids back on. Yeah, I will put the kids back on there. That's fine. Whatever. Got this. Got you. We were going to. I had it all set up to be where if this turned into like a video thing, I was just like, all right, so we can use this monitor and this monitor, and then you can like use this camera and I'll use this one, and then we'll put the kids up on the TV, and then it'll be awesome. And she was just like, I don't think he wants to do video. <laughs> I mean, I mean, eventually, I mean, if it goes in time and scheduling permitted, you know, I just, I just really feel as though that the rest of the world is, is uh, not necessarily ready for my handsome face, you know. You know uh, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't. Children, that kind of thing. I was not ready. He's just always uh, breathing yeah, too much yeah, air. It, you know, Kevin is still stunned to this day, so I understand. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I always fan myself yeah, it's, in it's your like, presence. It's like, it's like, you know, Chuck Norris having nightmares about Bruce Lee at the particular point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a robot chicken? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a robot chicken. Robot chicken. Okay, well, um, for those that, you know, uh, the, the fictitious audience that may or may not actually be listening to this thing. Oh, so recording all the way? Are you recording? Yeah. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not actually recording. Um, I am. Okay, Chris is recording. Okay, I figured one of us was gonna, was gonna be. Alright, <laughs> I am always <laughs> recording. But I guess for the, uh, you know, uh, quintessential audience that may not actually listen to this, I guess, introductions. So, um, those out in TV, YouTube land. Okay, my name is Justice. Uh, I enjoy, uh, uh, sarcastic comments. Long walks on the beach. Intelligent conversation. Long walks on the beach, obviously. Um, And yeah, um, this whole thing, I guess, was an idea uh, that I I initially pitched to uh, Krissa, considering that, you know, these two are two of the most intelligent people I know. um, Oh, whatever. I feel uh, so bad for you. You know, being around them for an extended period of time. You know, um, when we all were together, you know, and sarcastic comments aside, we do have various uh, topics we like to explore, uh, various talents, too, as well. And I thought this would be a good way to initially, um, I guess, uh, give everybody an outlet, you know, especially in these non-social times, you know, COVID and the Internet being what it is. But, yeah, so um just going to pass the table around. Um Miss Cursa, if you would like to introduce yourself and pass it on to the resident man over there. Right, resident man. Resident man? Resident man. You are the resident man. I'm just a ginger. I'm just a ginger. You are the token ginger. I am. You're the token ginger. There you go. Yeah, which we found out is an actual thing. It is. Um, We'll we'll touch on that later. I'm actually going to make a note about that. What, token okay. Yeah, token ginger, because I think that that is very important. So please do your intro, whatever okay. you want it to be. Uh, okay, uh, my name is Kevin. I go by Kevin. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, I'm really sarcastic. I'll probably say something that may or may not offend someone, but it's never in the offensive or mean way. Um, this is true. Uh, I'm very passionate, so if I ever do yell, it's totally never that. It's just the excitement, and yeah. Yeah, so fuck you, cancel culture. Right? 
Um, and then uh, I love tech. I love everything to do with art. Um, I love photography and creation and making things digitally and all this other stuff. Um, and I'm a huge nerd. So, uh, I think the only person here who doesn't have a nerd-related tattoo is the only one without tattoos completely, and that would be Chris. So, uh, we're all nerds. Nice segue into Very me, much so. Very much so. Right, right, right. All right, so... I mean, um, you would get a nerd tattoo. We've talked about it. I would. I've designed many of my nerd tattoos that I have never put on my skin. <laughs> I'm a clean slate. I keep coming home in pain body, from tattoos, and she's like, I don't want to do that. My body is a very empty temple, temple there. Um, Mine is not. <laughs> no. No, you're running Absolutely out of space not. in the temple there a little right? bit. Right? Like, you're going to have to start <laughs> renting space. <laughs> start going down to the toe bones. Mm. I'm the note taker, so I like to take notes, even though... Um, you know, we're in this newfangled technology that, uh, damn it, I keep writing the wrong thing. I'm trying to write tattoos, guys. There's no B in that. Yeah, I know. I wrote table. I don't know why I wrote table. <laughs> That's why I was like, there's no B in that. Fuck am I doing? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll discuss Ikea at some point, I suppose. Right? I mean, that's a, that's a great place. Hey, look, place, the anyway. legs that support this foundation. I I am a multidisciplinary artist and a woman and female business owner. Trying to be, anyway. Entrepreneur, all that good stuff. Um, I'm the owner-operator of both LRB Artistry and a project called Artsy XP that hopefully we should see sometime in the next year. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. Yes, yes, yes. Kevin's God trying willing. to sign XP right now. Gang signs. Gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am also a nerd, but I am definitely nerdy about very different things. But we all share this absolute incredible passion and love for art and art even in that we're still nerdy about it but nerdy in different ways mm. um and uh yeah my goal my goal really with this podcast is just to kind of get people comfortable with talking about art and it in its entirety and how it really should be talked about and to increase the value of it to kind of remind people that is valuable yeah, that's a definitely definitely a good point um definitely a good point to make so introductions out of the way you know shameless plugs out of the way by the way um <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah Oh yeah, Croptics. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know why you didn't mention Croptics. We'll provide links and everything. These two are very talented people. Um, Kevin's a great photographer. Like uh, Lucrissa has amazing, amazing art. Um, Me, on the other hand, I'm kind of a jack of all trades kind of thing. Uh, Gamer, tattoo artist, blah blah blah. So enough about ourselves because hopefully, if you listen to this enough, you'll get to know us over time. Um, we, we initially had a 
a rough idea of a skit, things we're going to talk about, but um, there was a couple things, I think, like from conversations I've had, I, I recently had, like uh, last night, um, with a couple friends and, uh, and with my wife too as well. And we were talking about the, um, I think one of the things I wanted to start off with is uh, like how the disassociation with, you know, everything social like these days, um, you know, and I, I realize the irony of using technology in order to shame it, uh, you know, so if you're listening, don't point that out. We know we're on a podcast. So, we're not shaming um, anything. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I'm in this, I think, you know, with the, um, obviously with COVID, the various variants that are out these days, um, you know, like Kristen mentioned that, you know, obviously her goal and being so passionate about artists to get people involved. Obviously we want people to be paid for their talents too, as well, especially in the art world too, as well. I think my goal, let's say with this podcast is to give value to human beings as human beings. Um, there's a, there's a, a weird gap i think these days of where especially things like mental health is not being talked about enough and i think people don't feel as though that um they can feel comfortable you know in doing so um i had a conversation last night about how you know with the introduction of the internet obviously back in the early 90s and everything we had this whole source of information and now you know something that was meant to bring people together it, to me seems as though it's drifting people further apart and which is leading into more cases of you know these deep-seated feelings of loneliness and and you know not being able to talk to anybody besides what's directly glued to your hand whether that be you know uh in a gaming sense you got you know playstation network xbox live pc steam uh your phones tablets you know all this stuff and um, i'm seeing more and more cases of uh close friends of mine you know uh going through things even as adults you know I'm, I'm 38 you know and i think growing up in this age where we're seeing so many stuff you know and we've, we've lived through quite a lot you know i think by the time i'm old and gray and you know living in a retirement home with grandchildren the amount of stories we're going to be able to tell is insane you know 9 11 and now you know rodney king beatings and you know the you know the recession and now the war with the ukraine you know it's 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 such a you know covid you know yeah i was gonna say we're pandemic a, yeah we're in a weird time you know i think we're in a really weird time where i feel like most people just need to you know feel wanted and feel like you know hey like how's it going you know like uh how's your day going we barely do that these days you know and it's it's uh it's become like even more and more of an issue you know what I mean? We used to see it in celebrities quite a lot, you know, where um, Jesus, uh, Chester Bennington, for example, you know, it's one of those things where you, you feel as though someone is riding so high on their successes uh, and outwardly looks like they have a great life and everything, but you don't know what they're struggling with internally, you know, until God forbid they overdose, blow their brains out, things, things like that. And then that's when that human nature kicks in of, oh my God, it was such a tragedy. I didn't see it coming. It's like, yeah, you did. You know, like, so, uh, I don't know. I was more or less interested in seeing uh, you guys' thoughts on on that as, like, maybe an opening an opening subject uh, kind of thing. Because I, I worry about my friends, like, quite a lot, you know. Um, 
initially the reason why I wanted to start this uh this podcast was because you know i'm on the west coast you guys are obviously on the east and i felt like you know i haven't you know i felt bad i felt like this almost a guilt like i haven't talked to them i haven't checked up on them you know and i i I think that you know i would never want that on my conscience knowing that like something is wrong you know and maybe they feel as though they might be judged or they can't just come to me and say hey how's it going you know, or not even spill the whole story about it, you know, and I think a lot of people just need, you know, to feel comfortable enough to do so, you know, whatever the case may be. So this initially for me was just trying to get everybody, you know, on the same page of being comfortable enough to feel like, yeah, you still have people out there that that care for you, even in this age of, you know, such a distant technology, you know. Do you want to go? You want me to go? Okay, I'm good. I can tell. Um, let's see. So definitely tr- uh, interesting to bring kind of this uh, awareness. Really, is what it is. I think that having a better mental health awareness, awareness, and mental health um, knowledge of what it is because a lot of people will say oh well they you know they were really successful and all this other stuff I I didn't see it coming you know when it comes to anybody who you know who suffers from mental health uh, illnesses and disorders and diseases Um, and so I feel like we kind of run into this situation where let me make a new pumpkin dance okay sorry Sorry, I got distracted. Um, but where it's just people need to be more knowledgeable in general. I mean, and take it seriously. <laughs> what? Are you making your pumpkin dance and then just keep going? Yeah. I can, I can do that all I want to. <laughs> Kevin just recently got a new tattoo yeah. on his leg of a pumpkin. Yeah, I, I, I saw it. I saw yeah, uh, and he was jiggling it. And it was yeah. distracting. I'm sorry. I'm sure if you ha- if your wife's jiggling her thigh meat in front of you you'd be distracted too so and yo she got some she got some thighs man. <clears throat> but i'm just There's, saying uh, that's that's where i'm at you look know? yams for days all she, time. For real. she is the definition of minus thigh gap Absolutely. well there you go <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> <on> steroids <laughs> See, now that's the ec- economic gap i support right yes yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> there shouldn't be a lower middle or upper class unless we're talking about thigh gap yeah for real <laughs> like, <laughs> um, that's how you get everyone interested in economics right thigh gaps sorry yeah. about thigh gaps look like they seriously, said like, in... if, if you know if if you know i mean there's a i mean obviously cause there's a huge reason why like you know the porn industry makes billions of dollars a year i'm like if vagina was a stock and that shit plummeted i guarantee you we would find better economic solutions mm-hmm. overnight. <laughs> <laughs> within Very hours. True. Within hours. That wouldn't even be overnight. It wouldn't make it overnight. Yeah. It would be Seriously. within hours. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, my God. It would absolutely be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. It sounds like <laughs> something I, I, that... Uh, I, I was, what's that uh, movie like, with um, the creators of um, of South Park? That's Erector or whatever. Orgasmo. Thank you. Or, okay, yeah, Orgasmo. Orgasmo. It's, that sounds like literally a plot point for the character. 
or, right. or orgasmo itself, like an actual like comic that's something book. he has to fight against. <laughs> is this is the devaluation of, of, vagina, of vagina? Like, there's probably like some. Uh, uh, I don't know. This is gonna totally not be PC or whatever, but super gay villain who wants to make sure that everyone turns gay or whatever the fuck. And since most porn is catered towards men, if it's not gay porn, then it's gonna go down. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, the logistics of that. So, like, there's a whole economical thing and the guy has to stop it. Right. But then there's... You know, somewhere, like, so I don't know. Is so... writing that screenplay as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> it would be way more intelligent. But... Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they're both incredibly, like, They should be tested fantastic. IQs. I, that would... I don't even want to know. I would, would just to be like, look, they're smarter than Einstein. And they make would, South Park. Good job. I would be intimidated to find out that their IQ was, like, close to mine. Even if it was, like, the same as mine, I would be like, they're still smarter. I don't know. I don't care right, what I don't, know. I, don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that number means. <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> but, uh, mm. um, but, yeah, I, I agree that... Um, with mental mental help with mental help with mental help my south is showing oh god um <laughs> um it's it's a funny thing because it's like as a person who suffers from mental health issues it's hard for me to put myself out there as well when it comes to trying to communicate with people and then also uh, like, I can't even give an example. Like, recently I've been trying to reach out a lot more to friends and stuff like that. Or people who, you know, I want to be friends with or thought that were possibly my friends. And not to say that they're not, but, like, um, I feel like I'm putting in all of the energy. Right, um, right. But to my surprise, though, like, they're starting to still, like, come back you know, and talk to me or, you know, um, help out when they can help and, and all these other things. And I'm really appreciative of that, but I didn't, but it was something that I would have never thought was possible without investing that energy into these people. And now I've, you know, either growing friendships that I didn't have before or that were very like minimal contact or really weeding out the people that um, are, I would say, non-toxic to my life. Because if I'm going to invest energy into talking to you and you don't want to invest energy into talking to me, that's fine. It's going to hurt my feelings, of course, because I'm a very, like, they don't want to talk to me, you know, kind of person. Mm -hmm. So, but I will also eventually get over it if I have other things to distract me. So like with the, you know, with work, my family, uh, the, my art, and then still working on myself as far as mental health goes, they're really nice things that take my mind off of those negative things. I mean, is it consistent? No, my brain still uses those things against me, but um, but I feel like sometimes that's the same issue and I try to take that consider into consideration when people don't talk to me because I'm like, well, what if they're having a really rough time 
and I'm just thinking they're just not wanting to talk to me so and you know so maybe I should continue to reach out even if they're not talking to me because my reaching out in itself and checking up might seem annoying but at least I was showing I cared um, exactly exactly you know yeah. I you know it, this is gonna sound like I, I don't know if you what the word would be like maybe gender bias but you know directed towards Kevin because I'll, you you only the guy in this conversation okay now based upon what you know Chris had just mentioned you know the the courage to put yourself out there when you may or may not have an issue okay do you feel as though and I was discussing this too uh, with the wife too like do you feel as though that it's almost a societal stigma when it comes to guys that might feel that same way. And the way I worded it to her was, you know, we have a whole generation of guys, you know, of men across the planet that since the dawn of time had to be, you know, the alphas, you know, the breadwinners were the ones that go out and club the saber tooth tiger over the head and everything, macho, all this stuff, you know, but you're still human in the sense of like, you have good and bad days, you're gonna have emotions and everything. But the way it's been designed, especially, you know, from a a uh, brother to brother point of view, a father son point of view, you know, is you don't show that, you know what I mean? So I've read an article recently where, you know, uh, they said, they mentioned something along the lines of like, COVID is actually more dangerous towards men, not the, the not the virus itself and contracting it, but the actual loneliness that it's causing in guys, in guys now, you know? And um, I, I thought about that for a while, you know, cause in the sense of like, if I was going through something, you know, or whatever the case may be, you know, you're, you're less, a guy would be more likely to try to get that point of view from a female. And, and uh, Chris, me and Chris briefly talked about this, where you could have a conversation that's not gonna go, and you know in your mind, I need, I just need to talk. You know, whether that be from a, a female point of view or just to vent. And most people, that's all they want to do. They just want to vent. You know, are they going to listen to to your advice? More than likely not. You know, but they want to feel as though that someone's actually listening. Now, if it's a guy saying it to a girl, you know, these days you're coming off as, oh, he's flirting. He wants to date me kind of thing. And, and you're into that person's mind, especially as a guy. It's it goes right back to that stigma of I'm, I'm appearing weak. You know, it's it, it becomes embarrassing. You get that anxiety kicking in. And my call, you know, what if she has a guy and he's you know sees these texts or I'm calling for this reason? You know, all this stuff like goes through your mind almost instantaneously to where you end up burying all those emotions back down. And then I've noticed what essentially happens, you know, especially from you know adolescence into adulthood, is you haven't actually like you know faced any of those those feelings, and they end up resurfacing. You know, so to where, you know, like we mentioned before, successes, you know, can't be enjoyed because you have this like almost deep seated, you know, emotion in you that you were never able to like fully address, you know, and it's I think it's always been harder as a guy, you know, compared to a girl, you know, girls, you know, if, if, if a girl were to, you know, have that same issue, call her girls. Oh, yeah. So have a whole support system. A female's, oh yeah, girl, it's okay. You don't, you know, you're fine. You're cute. You're beautiful, and can do the exact same thing with a guy. You know, whether or not that guy's taking genuine interest is another story. You know, but 
I think it, these days it's coming down to, you know, a lot of guys are like, you know, still have, you know, even into your 30s, 40s and everything, this weird stigma of being the macho guy all the time. You got to act hard 24-7 to the point where, like, you might not even say these things to your significant other of years sometimes. You know, and I, it, it's, it's, it's honestly, like, I've honestly seen um, it develop into um, – that ends up leading into a mental issue, you know, that you never even had before. You know, that I think over time people start developing depression, you know, or developing, you know, various anxieties. And then all of a sudden you're, you know, medicated for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm kind of weird. Uh, I really don't give a fuck about most of the masculinity shit. Right. I really stopped caring... Uh, when I realized that I really cared more about who I wanted to be and what everyone else's expectations were. I still care a lot about what people think about me, but as a guy and as a man, there is bullshit there. Like, I mean, I mean, we went to the park a couple months ago with, uh, Mayor, my daughter, and, uh, they were playing out with the other kids and this one little girl ran to her grandmother or whatever and said, uh, there's a stranger, there's a stranger. It was pointing at me from what, uh, LaCrissa had said. And, uh, I only bring that up to say like, that's really the only shit that I deal with. I'm a huge guy, bearded, long haired, I come off menacing. I'm a fucking teddy bear. Like, I mean... You know how I've used that exact phrasing to describe you to, like, yeah. people that don't know you? Yeah. Like, I, like, legitimately, I'm like, you know, like, it's the first time I met that guy. Like, <laughs> literally, we were walking through the mall, and it looked like a low-budget Robin Bake. Like, seriously. There was no, literally people, like, moving out of the way. Always. Based upon the fact that, like, you got skinny, tattooed black guy, and... You know, really large, semi-large, <laughs> you know, hair flowing lion next to me and shit like that. And I'm like, dude, if you talk to him for like two seconds, I'm like, he's a giant bear. Like, he's yeah. a giant teddy bear, like, honestly. Yeah, so that's like the only stuff I, I feel like I de- I've ever really dealt with as far as like the man or whatever. Like, people bucked to me just because I was the biggest one or people of, you know, that kind of stuff. And then like expectations of society... My brain's got me so fucked up, I can't really worry about them because then that just adds another layer of bullshit that I don't want to deal with. I don't mean to be so passive of the question, but it's just like, for me, I've realized a while ago that if I just kind of hit the fuck everyone else button, Mm -hmm. there's a lot less conversation in my head because then I'm not adding in like, oh my God, I didn't wish so-and-so this um a happy birthday so now i'm gonna think about it for the rest of the day by the fact of how much of a piece of trash i am because i didn't do it at the beginning of the day but if i tell somebody that that they're just gonna be like what the fuck man up like that's about the closest i've come to and even that isn't like i don't know like i just i just don't give a fuck you know what i mean and I hate, and I hate, and I hate that that's where I'm at. But that's also where they, that's also where that notion of man up, 
uh, or, you know, just get over it. Um, you know, you need to grow up or whatever the fuck about your feelings, uh, comes from, I basically have gone the opposite of like, okay, cool. Well, fuck you. If you don't care about yeah, how okay. I feel, then exactly. I don't respect, but then I don't respect yours. Say, if you say like, okay, because, you know, and ladies and gentlemen that might be listening to this, like, you know, Kev mentioned in the beginning, he's one of the most opinionated people I, like, I know, you know, so <laughs> even by him saying that, I know what he means and it's going to come off as, you know, this guy doesn't give a fuck, of, like, outwardly, that's what it's going to look like, okay, mm-hmm. this guy just doesn't give a fuck about anything, Where whereas most people will hit that realization of the negative, like, in layman's terms, I would reach the point where the negative you know, environment around yeah. me, like, does not, you know, I, I've let it not affect me. Not that I don't care. And, like, that's a, there's a huge difference in, in both, in both of that. I don't give a fuck compared to, yeah. you know, I don't let Oh, yeah, totally. It's because, you know I mean? I, after I realized that it was canceling out the negativity in my head, which meant that sometimes that meant that, like, in real life, cutting off certain things so for me that means turning off facebook turning off instagram because literally it's nothing but nothing but one depressive fucking thing after another and i don't even like to be on there and then um that's where it also came into the real life not just like the social aspect but then the social media bleeds into your real life because i don't know it's just like one big giant shit storm and i just kind of bow out of it <laughs> i mean if you if you think about <laughs> and i'd rather just worry about me where you know like, look i hate exactly to be selfish where we're at yeah. and like the, the, the time the, the timeline of human achievement <laughs> of when, when social media was even introduced and shit where the biggest story right now is kanye west pete davidson and kim kardashian that's trending and that's news somehow that's important <laughs> and that's and that's where i'm at with the, the i don't give right a fuck you, <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't need their negativity i don't need people's right. takes or hot takes i don't need people's like twitter rants on why so and so should care about them or not it's like it's just right. so much extra white noise in my fucking head that i don't need that I've reached this. I don't care if it's about whether or not I paint my nails, or if I or if I wear makeup like I used to back in high school. Like I really don't care what what people f- think about me as a masculine or or not because I feel like people's perception of masculinity is all a skew of how of what their environment told them that was. So, exactly, exactly. So now, yeah, my see, form of masculinity a, versus yeah, someone you're, else's you're, you're could be adult, so completely you're an adult man who know you know who came who came to that realization you know over time. Oh my god, you know, it took forever. And now there's like, and I'm still yeah, dealing with it. Still dealing yeah, with it. That's exactly. the key point. Yeah, you're still you're evolving still, still with the with understanding. Right. I find it interesting too because I have to deal with that too. Mm-hmm. As a woman yeah. born of born female. I didn't make any changes or anything like that. I identify as a female. Um, but because of the way my genetics are, I've always had a much lower voice. I've always I have a beard because my hair grows. 
um, and there's not really a lot I could do about it. It's a lot of maintenance. I got tired of changing it so that I could appeal to the public and be the prim, perfect little girl everybody wants me to be. And I personally don't give a fuck. So. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, what, you've been in love with me for 15 plus years now, so I don't yeah. think it's bothered you by now. Beard, no um, beard, I don't care. But even even for me, back in school, I used to wear my brother's, like, hand-me-down clothes because I thought they were cool. And, you know, because it was like, oh, man, they're my brothers, you know. And then they'd be like, why don't you dress like a girl, you know. And I, I got shit for not being masculine, for, for being masculine. Yeah. When I wasn't supposed to. So it's like these gender roles and they, they aided into me not being confident about myself or really questioning who the hell I was yeah. and not being embraced. But I think that one of the biggest things that's happening now is we're seeing the shift because of, you know, um, transgender individuals, um, people who are actually finding their identity in terms yeah. of gender roles, and I think that's awesome. Finding out they are more masculine, or finding out that they that they're more feminine, and being okay about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like and not having to put a sexual label on themselves. I feel like that's the thing that pisses me off about the masculinity or femininity of someone. Oh, that man is feminine. He must be gay. Why? Yeah. Why does he have to be? You know what I mean? Like, can't or, he just or, be a beautiful or, straight dude who happens yeah. to wear makeup way better than I could ever imagine I could? Have you seen elves, people? Like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, elves, if they're real or not, like, come on. Those are some straight, feminine-looking dudes. All I'm saying. Honestly. Honestly. But could lay an entire village. All I'm saying. Didn't matter. Like, honestly. Um, but, but, that's, but that's, like, my biggest thing. I'm just like... Okay, cool. I I paint my nails and I have long hair. Why does that offend you so fucking much? You know what I mean? Mm. It's not like I'm forcing someone to grow their hair or pin them down and fucking paint their fingernails against their will. Like, come on. Like, I have, every now and then, thanks to however my brain acts to things, I have flashbacks just randomly. And here lately, for some reason, I have been having this flashback to when I literally was told to my face that if I came and I spent the night over at one of my family members' house, that don't be surprised if you wake up with less hair. That's how offended these people were by how long my hair was because it wasn't their... Um, I was gonna say I was I was gonna say their contraception, not their concept. (laughs) We kind of wish they had more contraception. Goodness. Um, But their concept of what the masculine form was supposed to be, because I was a dude, I was supposed to be football. I was supposed to wrestle. Well, I did that. That wasn't me. Fuck you. That's that's really what I mean, people. By the uh, fuck off. Yeah, so. if you weren't like Freddie Mercury or fucking Prince, you know, then obviously yeah. that, you know, it's okay then. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, <laughs> for real. But if, you know, you're like 6'3", you know, you know, That's not a jab at Prince or Freddie Mercury. No. But yeah, we're, we can't all be, you know, absolute, you know, God entities. <laughs> for <laughs> like real, for were. real. You know, we can't like, be giants like, like they were. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just a meager troll, man. (laughs) 
I'm just a meager ginger troll. Yeah, seriously. And I'm sorry, man. Like, there's there's no... I don't think there's a straight dude on this planet who watched the, first, the video of Purple Rain or watched the movie Purple Rain and didn't have some borderline gay thoughts about looking at Prince. I'm sorry, okay? It it, it happens, okay? There we was so much you in leather face, in that movie. You're for period of time that he's staring at you. It's just, it <laughs> is what it is. He's a pretty man. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Uh, like, uh, there's so much leather in that movie. It's just kind of like, all right, something's here. Uh, <laughs> feeling there, things, things. There was a twitch. Happening. There was a twitch. <laughs> I mean, you've got whole. I mean, it's it's crazy now too, because you know you got you know kids that are you know preteen kids now that you know are will get shit from you know the the fathers a lot of times you know these days where the the kid will you know um, want to. Uh, male son might want to put on makeup or something like that or grow his hair longer um that kind of thing you know and be chastised uh there was an instance um i don't know you guys you guys probably saw dave Chappelle actually mentioned it one time when he was talking about kevin hart where kevin got in trouble over twitter because he made a joke it's kevin hart about that if he ever caught his son you know with the dollhouse that he was smashing it over his head you know and the whole world pretty much freaked out on kevin and he had to apologize to you know the gay God community. Goddamn Kevin! Um, yeah, Kevin's yeah, causing like, trouble. Kevin Hart. Yeah, like he, he. Yeah, and he ended up getting you know endorsements taken away. He had to apologize to you know LGBTQ whatever. No, no offense to them. I just can't keep up with the letters at this point. You guys have taken like literally like twenty five percent of the alphabet, and I just can't keep up at this fucking point. Um, well, I mean, but they got all the colors of the rainbow to be pretty and fabulous. I mean, they might as well do it with the letters, too. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. That's because... Me, like, leprechauns and Skittles had it before, y'all, but whatever. Um. This is true. <laughs> no, that's just because, if you look at it, A through Z were all different. You know what I mean? So, LGBTQ. Exactly, exactly. There you go. You know, like, my, like, my wife actually mentioned this. She said, like, I think that the interesting part about you know when you guys decide to talk is because of you know all you guys like backgrounds and everything you know like you know we're, we're all in either interracial relationships different religions various children you know and it's like you're seeing such a different perspective on things because honestly we've all gone through some kind of you know you positives at the same time real quick? you know from from all no. of us can i ask you something real quick Good. So, uh, you, you you touched on the interracial uh, relationship kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've been noticing in ads more. And every time I see it, I don't care if it's nothing but like um, maybe a white dad with um, a mixed POC kid or mm-hmm. whatnot. I just love seeing the fact that, that there's like this over acceptance now, it seems like, or finally the amount of acceptance that should be familiar. You know, familiar. I, I laugh at it a lot of times. You know? I feel, <laughs> like, I feel bad sometimes because I, I, it, it's weird. It's weird okay. because like eternally I, I should be, eternally I feel like, you know, you know, as, you know, as an African-American guy, it's something that's just like, yeah, dude, that's great over time. I would love, you know, this is something that, you know, everybody should, you know, lean towards and everything. 
but at the same time, I agree with that too. Like it, it feels as though it's an overacceptance, and to me, it's almost like these companies are reaching too hard a lot of times. Is it kind of like I, when I, it's I, like I, I told, uh, gay awareness like, and everyone's changing their brand? I was like, I remember yeah. a time, okay. And because and because like I laugh, you know, I feel like you should always laugh at yourself, honestly, because yeah. stereotypes exist for a reason and shit. I was like, I remember a time where like, you know, if you were watching a, a KFC commercial, okay. What predominantly were <laughs> was were the family in in the video? All people of color, you know, all black wow. people, you know, which which still made me laugh because it's just like okay, everybody eats chicken. I don't fucking care who you are, okay. And you know what's crazy about that, that is African Americans all the planet eating chicken. Yeah, is fucking well, ridiculous. Like, okay, and I, I thought it was hilarious and shit. Okay, but now you're seeing, you know. It's Asian weird though, because like, like KFC's it's not, it's always not come this up with a exclusive bird that was just bred for black people, and now yeah, you're right. seeing this acceptance in all these commercials. And I'm like, I don't know whether it's, you know, are you are you guys being overly accepting because now everybody has to be yeah, PC, yeah. otherwise you're gonna get quote unquote canceled or or lose just, money, you know. You're, the, the company's doing it for smart branding. We gotta, we gotta continue with the times. This is the way the, the you know the river's flowing. So we gotta change up our marketing scheme and everything. So I, either way, I think it's fucking hilarious. Like it absolutely is to me. Well, now that you bring up the branding and stuff like that, and I hope I am not interrupting you from saying anything, no, or Krista, or anything. But what? Well, the thing that you bring up the branding thing is like when you look into like the tiny bit of branding. So the little bit of branding that I've had from going to like uh, broadcast school and to understand demographics and how certain radio stations and certain um, like news or organizations target specific things and the reason why they don't care of your opinion if you're like X Y Z or but they only care about this you know X Y Z opinion of these people when you start getting into the demographics of stuff it it's actually kind of degrading. Oh, um, absolutely. And, absolutely. And when you start bringing up, like you're saying, also like the oversaturation of acceptance, meaning that like there's so much of it, it's not genuine anymore. Right. Does that make right. sense? That, but that, but then that, I also... That's, that's nail on the head. That's absolutely like... But then I the also head. want to counter argue that as a devil's advocate and say like, is it... Is it the fact that it's too much or is it just too much now because they're trying to catch up, but all acceptance is enough acceptance? I don't know. Like, is that, is, like it's, I mean, that's definitely I, an interesting yeah, way to look at it for yeah, sure. I, I, I think, think that, I think that would be the great marketing. Please don't look at our numbers because we're doing this for numbers. <laughs> uh, explanation. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. You want to know it's, who it's I want to give kudos to though? Oh. I want to give kudos to motherfucking Target. And you want to know why? Because I, re- I was actually talking about the commercials the other day and how I always remembered the Christmas commercials and shit. And I don't remember them not having, like, a racial... Or no, not old, not Target. I'm sorry. Correction. Rewind. Old Navy. I'm sorry. Old Navy. Oh, old yeah, Navy yeah. is who I wanted to pinpoint. And... Because of their clothes commercials with the like people walking and everybody's having a great time yeah. and their they, old they navy were, clothes dude, they were and they POC all, before that they even had, needed they to had, really and it wasn't it in. wasn't just people of color but it was just a complete and utter diversified audience yeah you know I mean about the only thing which begs the question 
see it could have been done before and and so that's why i'm i'm curious too because because i because jay i kind of felt um okay just to clarify do you want us to call you jay or justice either way okay because i we've always called you jay so jay's, jay's fine okay. i'll call you harry christian and midget i don't care <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> Uh, then the I think you're just sounding offensive. It is. Um, <laughs> Context, Golden Child, people. Golden Watch Child, it. Eddie Murphy, great movie, people. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting because I felt the same way you did. Honestly, for the longest time, I feel the same way you too, that you do too, where it's just like, it's just a lot. And it's kind of, almost to the point where it's annoying because it's yeah. just like, why haven't we been doing this this whole time? Yeah. Why? I, it's, 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 it's almost... I don't know. Like I, I, I told, I told my wife, you know, I said, I think that we are, we are raising a generation of pussies, you know, for lack of a better word, <laughs> you know, like this is like, I mean, I, I no, you know, I want to actually as, correct as you there. As rude as that might actually sound. No, I want to correct like, you there. Feel, we're like, not raising totally pussies. Like we're raising little shit. Only because yes. like little shit is what we're raising. Like, you know, you know, this, you know, this country and the history of this country you know, even growing up, you know, even growing up, because I was born in 84, but even growing up through like the 90s alternative grunge era and everything, everything that, you know, I saw as a kid up until now, you know, there was almost, you were still dealing with the same, the same things that we are now, socially, economically, environmentally, you know, they were all still a factor. But Americans had this, like, you know, the whole don't ask, don't tell kind of policy, and you don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you kind of thing. It wasn't this need of, like, okay, ex you know, this oversaturation of acceptance. It was just, like, either you 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 deal with the person or this situation or you don't. But it wasn't voiced in the, in the sense of, like, if I have a difference of opinion, I have to worry about, you know, one, how that person is going to react, how society is going to react. If I have a career, if that's going to be immediately canceled, you know, things like that so now it's so now you're breeding people to to have this almost ridiculous amount of you know positivity you know the moment they leave the house and it's it's almost fear induced a lot of times of this i have to accept every single aspect you know and um it's it's on it's weird it's just like okay yeah it's i a lot of pressure you know, i appreciate everybody but it's just like okay how much of myself do i actually have to participate in you know your whole notion of what is widely or supposedly widely accepted now that we're seeing in you know media and marketing and pop culture and, and everything else you know to this point and I, I think it's hilarious because if you don't you know then you know there goes your your everything that's down the drain immediately yeah i was gonna say do you remember um is that episode of Unicorn relevant? You know what I'm talking about with Forrest? Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like I feel like it's kind of relevant to the point of understanding different culture, okay. I think, and, okay. and, and, and cultural perspective. Yeah. And so, for example, I think that, like, I don't necessarily need a lot of people of color in my commercials because yeah. i mean i don't really give a shit i don't need representation in commercials i mean sweet you buy tires cool so do i cool we buy tires put it in Great. shit that's in, like okay i'll give, <laughs> like, I'll give you cares? an example of where it's fucking relevant cheerios when they did that shit about the heart disease they were they were 
putting a person of color in there for diversity. They're taking care of their clientele. Cheerios, if you eat Cheerios, it's supposed to help reduce, you know, yeah. you're eating healthier, you're taking better care of yourself, and it reduce, reduces, like, what? It was, like, heart disease or something yeah. like that. And heart disease yeah. is most commonly found in black males. Yeah. It's yeah. statistical yeah. data. Yeah. About I've had race. three heart attacks, and I eat the shit out of Cheerios now. Like seriously, but there false you go. advertising. <laughs> yeah. He's saying I'm that like, I, in, as a result of those heart attacks, he's now eating Cheerios. Oh, I heard the other way. Get out of Cheerios, okay? Just so you guys know, the honeybee put him back on the box, and you will get free advertising from Justice because you guys might have saved my life, and I don't even fucking realize it. Okay, that's it, and it's a known fact. It's a known fact. There's certain stuff that you know African Americans and African American males you know, are just prone to, you know, whether it be disease or, you know, bad, you know, bad heart, you know, uh, high blood pressure, cholesterol, police, you know, <laughs> something's going to kill you. Something's going to kill you in this country eventually. So if a serial can be I'm all for it. I like how basically now police have become a symptom of one of the factors that is now attacking That's going to kill, yeah, that's going to kill an African-American. Uh, look, yeah. Police are like the number one disease. They be killing people faster than cancer. Bad police. Bad Jesus. police. I'm, yes, that's bad another, police. That's another topic for bad another police. day. Yes, bad police. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like I appreciate what people are doing. I appreciate that it's more. But you want to know what I do actually appreciate? And this kind of mixes both of the topics we were talking about in terms of gender and masculinity and both like this diversification of race as I watched both um, in the videos and in some of the performances of like Lady Gaga and um, um, Ariana Grande and a couple of other like very big name, very strong women uh, and sexual icons who have male dancers. Mm-hmm. In them heels, just rocking that shit and being sexy as hell, and I I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that so much because they're not always white. They're and, and they're you know, and it's it's just it's incredible. And I th I think I saw it the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it was another one where it was the opposite, where it was a male and he had female dancers, but. You couldn't really tell their gender. They were androgynous. Like it was made. It was deliberately androgynous. Oh, Taylor Swinson. Kind, yeah, kind of. But it was just like it was. It wasn't that they all looked masculine or whatever, but they were in like baggy clothes so that you couldn't tell, and it wasn't about the sex appeal of the gender of that individual was about this, the choreographed sequence of which they were performing. So it was about their performance and their art. And so it took them, it disassociated them from those roles that typically would push them. Oh, oh man, she could dance real good because she's a girl. Right. You know, or right. she dances real good. She dances those moves real good because uh, for being a girl, or vice versa. Or he's man, he's wearing those heels real good for being a guy. You yeah, know, just like because at that point they're taking the stereotype out of the equation, so therefore exactly. you're forced to just enjoy what you're seeing. Exactly. Um, and so I, I'm really appreciative of that. It's those things art, happening, though. but that's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. Um, and like. 
that's even a part of goals of some of the things that I'm trying to do. Like I, I like over in general in in some of my art. So it's so it's this idea that's being placed in the world, and I'm and we're seeing it. And I'm and and as an artist, you know, and I as I see other artists, we're appropriating it. We're taking this idea and appropriating it. So that's and just bringing it back around. That's kind of where I'm not where I'm actually officially not so mad about seeing all of the diversity is because it's like it's just trying to appropriate and condition the people who are being more judgmental about it who are not used to have who are not used to not being represented that's that's the thing I think it's really a, just a biggest culture shock for all of us who are not used to not being represented I know it's a double negative but we are not used to seeing these people on the screen. And then all of a oh, sudden we get this massive influx of all of these people in front of us that we've never normally seen. Uh -huh. And sometimes they're like us. And it's like, holy shit, what's going on here? I know. I can only imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I was telling Kevin a while back, he, he didn't get the chance to see it. And I think they actually pulled it because I haven't seen it since then. But the he was he actually asked me a similar question to what you asked me, or what you were asking about the racial like racial or in um on the media on the TV and I thought about it and I was like honestly it doesn't bother me that much compared to when I finally realized there was one time. And over, I guess, the last five years, probably the last two years, where I actually saw a commercial, a feminine product commercial, and instead of using blue, they used red to represent, act like, blood. blood. Yeah, an actual, mis you know, menstruation cycle. Yeah. yeah, and they actually used, like, red. It wasn't like a heavy, deep, clunky red. It wasn't made to be disgusting. It's just instead of using blue, they used red. I would love to find out if the director of that was a man or a woman. And I, I really do want to find out more information about that commercial because I haven't seen it. Like I said, I saw it one time on the TV. It was, it was a recent commercial. And I can't even, I couldn't even tell you who it was for. Like what the, what the, uh, the product company was. Typically, I'm used to seeing, like, always, so for lack of a, you know, corrected thing, it could have been always commercial. Um, but I thought it was crazy because I told him, I said, that was actually the first time I had ever seen something and I felt represented. Because, you know, I, cause I never really thought about it before. I thought about it maybe once and I was like, why do they put it blue? I'm like, it's not blue. Yeah, yeah, but you see, know? like that's you see that's that's like the conditioning, you know, over time. You know, we we now we're in a we're in a, a sense of where everything is so overly accepted, where the changes is happening within, you know, a few years, which would have taken, you know, um, you know, pioneers of you know these these movements before, you know, all the suffering that happened throughout history to get to this point, and now you're seeing it happen so fast and everything too as well. You know, I, I, I mentioned to my wife all the time. She was like, I, I've gone to get her feminine products before. She's like, you know what to get? I'm like, Tampax Pearl. 
Not because I absolutely know, you know, I'm, you know, I don't fucking have a vagina, but I know what she goes through. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? So to see, like, okay, you know, you, okay, so like, like you said, okay, so if you see, um, you're you're amazed at the fact that like, you know, they actually use a red color to signify a woman's actual menstrual cycle and everything, you know. But think about even years ago, you know, like once, you know, like your your parents or your, you know, your mom would actually watch the forest commercials. Summer's Eve and shit like that. They make that shit look so fucking breezy. And if you just use this, your whole fucking week is going to be beautiful. No, it's not. I'm a, I'm a guy and I know that shit is not. Okay. <laughs> Any dude that is like remotely with a woman for that period of time knows okay that that period of time sucks ass okay there's nothing fresh and breezy and flower blooming about that bullshit ass experience <laughs> that a woman has to go through you know because she's a woman and everything so to so to see red in a actual new commercial or so blows your mind because it's like okay i finally feel represented not and to me i would take it the extra step you know the, the, go beyond that the extra step my commercial would literally be a woman in bed pissed the hell off screaming about chocolate and probably cussing me out and it would say tampax pro and that would be the end of the commercial right there <laughs> show the show the real shit and i guarantee you that will sell that will sell. There's going to be a bunch of people that are that are obvious, like, oh, or my the, God, because they're so conditioned to see, you know, the, you know, the drapes and the woman <laughs> opening up her her patio doors and the breeze hits her and everything. And so, you know, just use this and everything's going to be fine for the week. Summer's Eve. No, there's going to be a whole generation of women like, fuck, yeah, that's how it is. And that shit will sell even even more. But your your mind is so conditioned these days to, wow, I'm actually seeing. I, I'm being re represented as a woman. I'm being re I'm seeing more diversity and everything. So you know, back to what Kevin Kevin said too. It's just like, okay, is it, you know, is it this? Is it good? You know, because we've waited so long to see it. Or at the same time, is it the oversaturation at the you know because it's happening so quickly, you know, with so much and so much and 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 I feel like I'm the outlier in this, other than the fact that I just see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, to mm -hmm. me, the reason why it affects me is that my kids, who are people of color, basically, um, are now going to be, at some point, subjected to some bullshit. I just, at some point, okay? Oh, yeah. It's just America. Anyway, um, but the fact that there are... TV shows and kids shows where, and maybe this is where we can bring in the token ginger thing. Oh, yeah. But maybe, but it's just the fact that, like, in these kids' TV shows, it makes me happy to see not just a black child, a mm -hmm. Hispanic child, you know, or, mm -hmm. um, and then 14 white kids. You know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that there are predominant casts of people of color for literally tons of TV shows and tons of kids shows and that they're not being pitched either as a black show or a white show. They are being pitched as simply as what they are, a new exactly. kid show. And I feel like we're kind of, sort of, maybe get to that point where if not our kids, the grandkids of our kids may experience the luxury 
of maybe that being just a grand thing in general. I was like, oh, that's a movie. No, that's a black people movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, yeah. no, that's white people movie. You know what I mean? Um, because of just like this this expansion of just exception of acceptance it feels from my point of view i understand yeah, y'all's point I, of view I, I but, but but I mean, it's really about my kids i mean we all have i'm seeing I mean, it you guys are two lenses. girls i have so. i have a little girl too as well also you know uh uh makes child of color um pretty much too and i i worry about that exact same thing you know is she going to be subjected subjected to the same things that i had to grow up with but I do feel as though it is a step in the right direction. I don't think mm-hmm. she'll experience half of what, you know, um, you know, everybody's had to. I'm, I'm not just mm-hmm. going to say, like, uh, you know, people of color in general and everything. Everybody's had to it at some point, whether it, it was, you know, uh, racially, economically, you know, socially as well. But, you know, she lives in such an age where, like, Jesus Christ, I'm like, dude, she just turned nine and can tell me facts, like, in, in the sense of, like, you know, adults with because they have that technology so readily available, you know, mm-hmm. these days and, and be able to, to, to clearly understand like certain, um, certain aspects of, of the planet and the world and everything that I didn't understand until I was an adult and she's hitting it so young. So it's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I like the fact that we're pushing in that direction, but at the same time, I, I feel as though it is a step back because now it's like, there is that over that oversaturation of you have to, you know, you're almost being forced to accept every, every, you know, you know, movement, you know, evolutionary. Even if it's that, not your you know, thought. We're progressing, we're, we're progressing right. in culture right now. And if I you don't, so, yeah. then you lose everything. I'm like for, for having a difference in opinion. Like that's the part I, I don't agree with. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, even if it's not your thought, it's being forced that you have to at least think this way. Or mm-hmm. if not, shut up. Yeah. Which, which yeah. in once again, I play devil's advocate a lot with my own discussions. Um, but I feel like the devil's advocate of that is um, that then just, if you don't have anything nice to say, then just don't say it. Exactly. But, exactly. So there's so there's like a a part of me where it's like, is it forced or is it just finally teaching people to like, hey, guess what? People don't need to know that you hate them. Shut up. Well, I feel like right. you know? for for me the biggest issue and honestly that is coming from, I think, almost everything that we've talked about is just. Uh, being knowledgeable about the situation yeah. like you people yeah. are not and and kind of to <clears throat> to reel back to the very beginning when we kind of talked about the social like the technology that's involved and everything and it's like i think the issue in reference to what you're talking about is that it's become a dependency as opposed exactly. to a resource yeah. Totally. Like, currently, we're using it as a resource because we know that if you lived closer or we lived closer to you, we would try to make this happen... In person. In person. Um, But we happen to be fortunate enough to have the convenience of being able to do this and be able to record it in, in a way where we can communicate to each other and still kind of hang out. And... 
reference it later even if we want to and have these conversations but typically um sorry i totally lost where i was going with that i'm sure you can hear that too where i was just losing my it's fine for some reason i fixated on token gender again but no even there we can we can start with token gender because i did want to address that too because i feel mm-hmm. like we kind of shifted as a culture from the token black kid to the token gender in black culture it's like the ginger is the token black kid when it's a black per- when it's a when it's a predominantly black show or black cast or least. black cast you know yeah. um there's, there's and like then we kinda... literally counted it there's like three or four tv shows there's like look at proud family one of mm-hmm. the best friends. She's a ginger. Um, there's another new one that just came on Disney. The little girl, the uh, the 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 white little girl, ginger. Yep. Um, uh, there's a uh, I think it was the Motown uh, something yeah. Motown. Yeah. Um, on Netflix. On Netflix, and then on Disney, it's that that music sing along yeah. one with it. The whole cast is basically, or the whole. Um, it's made by Black Eyed, and not Black Eyed Peas, made by um, Black Thought and, uh... <clears throat> yeah. Um, I can't think. God damn it. But... Shout out to being old. <laughs> the memory just goes, man. But the, the premise still, uh, in a sense, is that there's, you know, instead of, instead of making it, and, and this is where I kind of condemn both, you know, the token white or the token ginger and the token blackhead is like, why is there a token anything? Right. Like, I mean, right. you know, it, it sh- there shouldn't be a token anything. There should mm-hmm. be, you know, a cultural mix. Okay, well, if you're a, bl- if you're a black kid, you know, and, and it's a matter of perspective again, where it's like, okay, well, if you were a black kid who grew up in the suburbs, then who are most of your friends going to be? Okay, exactly. so if you yeah, tell... That's, that's so where... So you know, some, that's exactly where all of that, you know, started from. You know, but like, if, it, it wasn't, it was I never, mean, I don't think, meant to be, you know, a stereotype or a derogatory thing. It's just like, okay, if you, if your parents grew up in, you know, a, you know, fairly, fairly wealthy, you know, economic tier and everything, and you moved away from inner cities and you grew up in the suburbs, chances are you were around, you know, mostly Caucasian people, you know, and that term you know, kind of just bloomed overnight and everything. It, it it was never meant to me to be, you know, this like, <laughs> this like weird stereotype, like kind of thing. But we've shifted it now to where, okay, now it's gingers, you know, or, you know, a couple years ago, a couple years later, it might be, oh, there's a token Asian. You know, it's it's yeah. strange. Yeah. <laughs> I I just don't, I don't. I... Jessica's Chastain, that's all I gotta say. She's a ginger. There's, like, so many, like, chick gingers. <laughs> like, it's not even funny that who are famous, like, actresses right now. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not even fucking crazy. Sorry, I know what y'all are talking about. No, you're um, fine. I'm, I'm just overview. I'm looking at my notes about some of the just oh, general things uh, that I wanted to talk so about. So, one thing I wanted to touch on, and this is something I recently discovered, because um, we were trying to have, like, a game night, and we were adding people in and out trying out, you know, looking for a fourth, you know, kind of thing, uh, for a D&D kind of thing, and, 
I just realized that one reason why I feel like I personally have a hard time with a lot of nerd culture or other nerdy people, it feels like, is that, like, there's so much information I have to be up to date on or I can't have a conversation with anyone. You know? Like, yeah, like I could, I, I've that. yet to see the new Spider-Man, but I've already had conversations with people where they've basically ruined it because they've said stuff like, oh man, well, I can't wait till you see like this part with this thing and this one thing and I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. And I'm just like, like, that alone, that alone, I'm sorry I mean, that I'm not up to know, date. Even beyond you know? the fact that, you know, people spoiling, you know, a, a movie long before you see it, even beyond that, like that term alone, like irritates me sometimes what because it's just like the the, the term the term okay like we start like okay we start out the conversation yeah we're nerds we're into nerd you know nerd thing the fact that like that over time has become a culture in itself right irritates me sometimes and I, i say that only because i like i watched the youtube video where this guy just went on this like ridiculous but very factual rant about you know nerd culture because like you had like I, I remember growing up where we played stuff like D and D. You watched anime. You you know you were that you were literally those guys in the basement eating pizza, staying up all night playing video games. I mean yeah. hell, like you know me, you, Anthony. We you know we, we would have those long Street Fighter sessions half the time and everything. But that yeah. you know, and then growing up in in. Uh, you know, um, high schooling and things like that. It wasn't this social acceptance, you know, like like we mentioned, of almost it's overnight being forced down your throat that okay, now it's cool to be a nerd. Now it's cool to get into that, you know, because like if it wasn't for the MCU, for example, Spider Man, things like that, where they became live action, you know, movies and everything, these blockbuster hits and everything, you know, people would not know about it. You know, and just be, and now it's just like, okay, I watched the new Spider-Man movie. I'm into nerd culture. I know about Marvel, things like that. And it irritates me because it's like you, those same, there's, there's a whole generation of people that grew up where that was a massive stigmatism to them, you know, and mm-hmm. as, especially like as, um, especially as a guy, you know, cause I mean the, you know, the point of fact is it's like the gaming industry, you know, um, comics anime were were mostly and to this day run by guys you know like a lot of times it was you go by you just go by an dead arcade, or alive you know, tons of yeah you see what i mean like tons of guys in there you know it wasn't this i'm a gamer girl you know like i'm a gamer girl so because i played call of duty one time you know well, I, 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 I was just I, saying I like live, i sit on a live stream in my underwear holding a fucking xbox controller so all of a sudden i'm aware of this culture it's irritating right. to me because it's like I remember those same guys that I grew up with, those same people I grew up with who were genuinely, you know, good people as far as their personalities, their 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 dreams, what they were into and everything beyond a hobby because that's what it was. That was just something you did because you enjoyed it, but you still were that person that was ostracized for it. And it's only becoming now as an adult where it's just like it's this huge acceptance. Like I'll get into arguments with people over the latest marvel movie and literally oh yeah this didn't happen well it, it was supposed to be like that i'm like have you read a comic like have you ever picked up an actual page of this i'm like do you remember you know when this anime was produced and everything you know like you know, there's seven seven eight different dragon balls at this particular point do you remember the original like shit like that where 
you know, if you were if you were to mention that as a teenager around that time, you know, yeah, you weren't the guy going to the dance with the pretty girl or something like that. You were sitting with the AV geeks, you know, you know, ostracized with the, the guys that ended up being successful later in life and couldn't get that date or couldn't or couldn't uh, talk to people, you know, or felt like they had to, you know, hide portions about who they were because of what they were into. I know guys that like, you know, would have a girl come over or somebody they were really cool with and are cleaning up all their action figures or throwing away Magic the Gathering cards and Yu-Gi-Oh stuff and hiding it because they don't know how that person is going to react to this portion of their life, which is simply a hobby. And now it's so widely accepted now that it's it's like almost sickening a lot of times to me. I can say for, for me... Um... Typically, the nerd culture, you know, obviously is geared toward guys. And for me, I feel like that's where, as a female, I resonate with that whole concept that, for example, you and Kevin have had to go through in terms of that forced masculinity. On Mm -hmm. the opposite, it's like, as a female who also plays and indulges and has indulged in video games, like... I may not have played the same video games that all of you played because of whatever reason. You can say interest, technical, technical skill. I mean, I don't remember all the codes for doing stuff. I'm a total button masher. It happens. But you know what? I've kicked a couple of people's asses before doing that. And I've tended to learn some things here and there. But I wouldn't consider myself like a hardcore gamer and street fighter but okay. you put okay. you put my for, ass okay. in front for example, of a... okay okay Krista, you know you probably had you probably had like female friends in your life at some point that have that have dated a guy and yeah. he might be a gamer you know and you i know you've heard this con- this this conversation at some point of where that female friend um is probably at some point complains to you because either she feels like she's not getting attention because why this guy's this guy's either playing you know playing his games playing his cards watching anime that kind of thing to where it becomes this whole like huge stigmatism you know in in that in that in that entire household you know and now it's just like you know it's and i i was telling my wife that she's like is that such a rare thing you know like why do guys like you know um gravitate you know or, or act like that's such a huge surprise i'm like because even you know it, it wasn't always this widely accepted thing you know a lot of times and everything but you know, even like, in that you, sense it, it, yeah it, it, like, whatsoever. I'm like don't get me wrong i'm like yeah if you're spending x amount of time you know doing any hobby and not really paying attention to yeah. responsibilities your families your friends yeah that can be a major issue but i looked like i looked at it like okay if i'm dating a girl and i wasn't in the games you know but she was or something like that you know, I still know where that person is. You know, this this mountain of like jealousy and insecurity starts building up. Then you get people losing their significant others for for what? For playing a game or going out with friends or enjoying something that that they've grown up with and everything. You know, and now it's just this huge widely acceptance, and mostly because you know over time with you know the introduction of things like esports. Um, uh, the evolution tournaments, all these big names are where these guys, these streamer guys are getting into whole teams, you know, League of Legends, and they're making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they realize this is a, a legitimate business now. This is a sport, not, and it, it's it's beyond, you know, you know, the quintessential stereotype, sitting behind your computer, sitting in your mom's basement thing, that is yeah. always 
come to pass like over time but now these guys are actually making more money than you know people holding phds and, yeah, and then it, it all of a sudden it was, it was overnight you know you know the, that's actually kind of funny involved. that you say that about like the it's more reputable and like the fact that now gaming is seen two things one title the creator referenced the a line that I think kind of resonates with anyone who's a creative at all. And he was saying he kind of laughed, but it also kind of made him, I think he said, maybe even cry a little bit. That there was some rapper who said, um, it's kind of crazy that this hobby bought my mom a house. And to me, what that says is like, it's kind of crazy that in this day and age, some five or six year old right now is picking up a, a a game controller and within anywhere from the next five to ten years could be a pro at any given specific game and could exactly. then already have yeah. their career planned out for them if they wanted to be a streamer. And exactly. and with that being said I mentioned to some of my uh, friends that I was hanging out with last night filming that, you know, like, I'm, I really want to pursue YouTube and whatnot and stuff like that. And they were just like, nah, man, that's not stupid. And when YouTube money comes in, that stuff gets crazy. And it just, and it kind of reinforced what we're saying is that, like, in this day and age, what the normal... What the normal nine to five job is doesn't exist anymore, or it's dying. No, at absolutely least. not. Yeah, Everything absolutely is like app based, driven kind of workplaces. You know, like even I work for um, basically an Uber for photography, uh, Uber an Uber for photographers, finding you a photographer on there. And so, I mean, like even I work for like an app based one. You know, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I derailed completely from the conversation, but I think I was trying to get okay. to get to the point of um, if you see um, if you just see like what's considered acceptable or not now, like just with that little comment from someone of saying like, "Nah, man, YouTube's serious." Like, take that four years ago, take that two years exactly. ago before COVID. Two years ago, yeah, before COVID even happened, and it's and it's like. Somebody would be like, mm, I don't know. But now it's like because everyone's doing remote and work from home and everything's turning into this digital-based kind of, here's my thing, I'm projecting it out here, everyone kind of look at it. Um, I feel like gaming, um, online creatives, um, even just this, podcasting in, in general, is picking up more and it doesn't matter how many people are doing it. Does that make sense? Right. I yeah. really feel like yeah. that's a key thing yeah. of understanding that I just clued into. There's trillions of people who use fucking YouTube. But all you need is like anywhere from 10,000 people to give a shit about you. So out of the trillion, you, you need less than 1% of the people to give a shit about you. And you can have a monthly income that could probably sustain you just because you're focusing on a passion. Where was that literally when your mom and dad was alive? It, right. 
Right. You I know? want to punch my counselors from high school right in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Like, honestly, I'm like, the bullshit you guys tried to prepare me for is not the way. It's not no, how the world That didn't works. work out. I'm just like, going to go ahead. Again, again all, that's another conversation for another day. We oh can attack God. the education. We'll have to have a fucking four-hour special on the education system just to even touch yeah, how, most of that bullshit. How? Yeah, most of that bullshit. But uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and and you know, shout out to teachers, man. Like I, I know they make like shit salaries. You got to deal with like even shittier kids a lot of times. But Especially now. I can't. I I couldn't imagine. I couldn't fathom. Like, you know, my my mom. I couldn't imagine my mom having what we have now. I'm like, this is a woman who can barely email. <laughs> and, and to put her oh thoughts Lord, on, I couldn't imagine my parents on a, on, on right a platform now. and okay. notice she, can make, she, she doesn't she doesn't ever have to work again based upon the fact that like literally like one percent of the entire world population just has to click a button and with a thumbs up that's that's insane um I was gonna kind of go back to um where we were talking about like that the whole nerd concept and uh you were saying that your your wife was asking if it was really actually rare in terms of you know I guess women like women who were accepting of their partner being indulged into their interests she's like, basically. Like she's she's uh you know because you know I'm 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 not I'm not a huge open book until obviously like I've known some i've known people for a, a, a while but i i am really good i say with you know giving people like i speak fluent dude but i also am very understanding about like obviously very sympathetic to what females go through mostly because i was a massive fuck up throughout a lot of my relationships so all of those mistakes in life okay definitely give you a lot of perspective on you know what to do and what not to do so she mentioned, you know, she, she said, I think she's like, I, I don't understand that in the sense of like, you know, I have a lot of female friends that will, you know, still to this day and they're in their forties at this particular point, you know, um, I don't like when my guys playing games all day or watching, you know, watching sports all day or something like that, you know, or if he, he goes out with his friends or something, you know, it's creating this whole, you know, uh, you know, the stereotype, what's he doing, you know, like, uh, the jealousy kicks in, you know, or he's not paying attention to me. My wife goes, I think that would be even more of a relief for a woman, right? Because you know, he's sitting right there. You know, I might not be into that, obviously what, what he's doing, but I know he's not out cheating on me or something. And she's like, why wouldn't most women, look at it like that and i was like that's why you would be considered to a lot of guys growing up that had to deal with that stigmatism such a rarity because it's ne it's not always like that like not all females are going to not, not all people in general i'm not even saying just just females like anybody in that in that aspect is not going to understand that because it was always you know a social stereotype that that something like that is yes one it's a hobby but it's not leading anywhere you see what I mean? It, it's not leading mm -hmm. into you having that nine to five, you know, American picket fence. This is what you're supposed to do responsible wise as an adult, you know, so your hobby ultimately is leading into nothing, which makes absolutely no sense in the sense of like, OK, uh, Kevin's photography, you know, your art, you know, my my sense of just human beings, you know, human beings in the world in general, you know, the amount of information that gets absorbed. All of that is in play 
no matter what you're doing there's art in gaming you can't have it without it you know you know there's graphics in gaming you need photography you need all of this stuff that all three of us are passionate about you know and it's only now that you're seeing like um those individual talents and passions come to the forefront when beforehand it was so frowned upon you know what i mean yeah um but what I was what I was touching gonna touch base on was the fact that uh it's again, it's another situation where it's about being knowledgeable. It's like okay in in those instances where it was problematic for you know, someone to be playing video games all day and the other their partner feel jealous because that's really what it is it's jealousy of this thing that was in their life before them and they want that attention so that they can feel important and so therefore a lot of times when it comes to that it's something far beyond that culture um than it is you know the actual thing in itself it's not the problem with the video game it's not the video game causing him to go and do this or her to go do this it's it's the fact that you know like the way that person feels about it and they haven't communicated that feeling instead exactly. it was exactly. it was a defensive you know, it's, it's, situation that's a, that's like for example that can just be used. yeah like for example with kevin if he if he's having a rough day with the girls or you know he just can't handle whatever the hell is going on in his head that day nine times out of ten i'll tell him to go take a break go play your video game go i was like go get away go Go do whatever it is. I'm like, I don't care if it's a video game or go edit a video or go work on some of these photos that you... Go on a fucking photo walk. You know, whatever it is that you have to do to try to bring yourself back. And that's because I know him. I understand him. I have taken the time to... To... And invested all... Uh, you know, a good many of years and my energy into understanding the person that he is because I care about him you know this is even before we were together and I mean I would be the same way with you you know if we you know if we were roommates or whatever and you were having a rough day if I saw that you needed help and I, I would reach out to you and be like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, have you been doing this? You know, try it or like, what have you been up to? If I don't know what's going on, asking the questions to find out. So, I mean, that ended up being unintentionally a really good loop back to what we were talking about in the very beginning. But yeah. it, it really is a matter of people just taking the time to step back and try to understand really someone else's perspective is what the whole it, it, it's really fucked up that it is that is genuinely that simple to solve not solve but at least lessen the blow of a lot of problems that we face as a, as a, a planet <laughs> as a culture um in life and the good thing is, is that I feel like a lot of these things that we're discovering are happening now in, in abundance 
to the part of almost excessive is because we're in this massive shift right now, this huge cultural shift that's occurring that, you know, mental health is more of a widely understood thing that is real. Um, taking care of self-care is, you know, turning into, hey, it's actual self-care. People, you know, like, you need, as an individual, you need to be able to have the capacity to take care of yourself. And you should. You deserve that as an as a person born in this world with air in your lungs. Like, you should be able to enjoy being here. You know, I mean, you're here. You might as well enjoy it. So take care of yourself. Um, and it doesn't have to be a selfish thing. You know, that's that's where I feel like a massive shift's going into that is people are concerned about, they're so concerned about what other people think that they're afraid that they're going to look selfish. Um, and I, I think it's just people are just so, so afraid of everything nowadays. Um, that's why I, that's one of the reasons why I don't like cancel culture because... It's just a big group of people who are afraid of what other people are saying. And instead of trying to understand why they're saying these things, they're like, no, they're wrong. Can't happen. And they didn't even know. You could take something completely out of context. You could take one snippet. I guarantee you we've said probably a thousand things in like 10 minutes of this cl of this podcast that people could easily be like oh that's cancer culture if you took it out of context oh yeah like we've offended like we've uh, probably we offended everyone that offended everybody you know? <laughs> and i'm like I, I don't fucking care so i'm like that's you know and i care i don't like, want to offend anybody right but i mean what can i do about it you know have a disagreement you know i'm like a, a debate is one thing but constantly being on this tip of like, oh, you have to be accepting of everything someone says or does. That's ridiculous. Because you don't. Yeah. Like, whatsoever. I would rather someone say, hey, Justice, I don't agree with that. You know? Yeah, and have a conversation. You know, give me, you know, give me reasons. I, I, I want to I learn more about you and learn more about your opinions rather than you completely shut down, you know, everything. And for what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I and that's why I say I mean like seriously, people need to seriously sit down. I feel like we should just we should market or as a as a world in general about sitting down and actually having a conversation with somebody else. Like genuinely. You sit down and just listen to them. Listen to what they have to say. Listen to their perspective. Listen to their story. Cuz I I think that's some people feel excluded from even the mental health thing because they're like, oh, well, I don't suffer from depression, so I'm excluded from an entire whatever, and I just don't understand it. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't, why don't you sit down and ask somebody who has it? But like, Honestly. what is your what is your Honestly. general day like? And then and on the flip side, as somebody who does go through mental health, sit down and just be like, hey, what is, what is your day like? What do you go through? You know, and it's not a pissing contest. You don't have to have, you know, because bad shit can happen to anybody. So that's irrelevant. But, uh. Yeah, you don't want to ever do, like, comparative suffering. It's just, it's a, it's not a fun game, like, whatsoever. But I feel that's what <laughs> like, it turns we all into. Have bad shit that just happens. I feel like that's what it turns into. I feel like a lot of people, when they sit down and think that they're having a conversation about 
mental health or whatever or the lack thereof in that instance it turns into that because that's the only way they feel like they they can understand it's like oh yeah i i had a rough day i woke up and i just i just didn't feel like getting up and it's like oh man yeah i felt like that because you know this this and this and it's like oh yeah well i was going through this this and this it's like oh really well i went through and then it becomes this pissing contest it's like no instead just shut the fuck up and listen to them just just shut up for a second yeah comparative suffering is just not a fun game like my wife is Jewish, okay? You ever do that with a Jewish person? It's it's, fuck, it's fun. It's fun. It's extremely offensive, but it's fucking hilarious, you know? My people were slaves. Well, my people, like, got, you know, took them through the fucking desert in Egypt. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know we was going back to Egypt, man. Like, okay, it's a dirty fighter. You went back like, to slaves. Why can't she go back to Egypt? I'm just saying. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you can't. You All can't fairs in love and war, it's damn it. It's better to, like, understand it. <laughs> but yeah again i think it's <laughs> but uh yeah i think um i think we did a pretty good job i don't know if there's any other particular thing that you wanted to say as no, a think, as a wrap up like a, a nice like rough cut you know i'm sure we're gonna it's have like to at do... least 90 minutes that like, i get to go through and get rid of all the ums and yeah, some, some editing and whatnot but like you know uh we touched on, you know, quite a lot. You know, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, once we get, a, a, I guess, a decent format down, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, this whole, format. this is the way we're going to go and this is what we're, we're going to talk about today. Well, I think it did. I think it did a pretty good job, um, like, collaboratively between all of us keeping it, you know, keeping it interesting, coming up with new stuff as we talked, but also it got wrapped back up into other conversations other things that we said and that, that that's how a natural conversation really should be so i think that's nice well i think one thing that i've always wanted out of a podcast is something that uh really the only podcast i've ever like continuously listened to is chris hardwick and that's mm-hmm. and the one thing that he said that these years of podcasting has taught him is just how to be a conversationalist because he didn't realize until doing the podcast for X amount of years how much that art form of conversation, of listen, retention, repeat, you know, let's have a discord but not hate each other. Let's let's have a let's let's have an actual opinion. Let's have a breakthrough together, you know? Like, all of these things are, are parts of just having a conversation, and I feel like he touched on that, and then my thing is, I feel like we just live in such an immediate society that because we don't get that immediate gratification out of a conversation within, like, the first 10, 15 seconds of someone talking, we zone the fuck out. And it's something that I think literally every single person... All three of us, people outside of us, people listening to this. I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast, but there are times where I've zoned out, had to rewind it and go like, wait, what the fuck did he say? Because I totally was not listening. You know what I mean? Even in the most interesting things. And it's just like this human thing, I think, that has happened society-wise. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like us practicing this 
podcast or whatever it may turn into will help us not only get to talk to each other more, but also make us better in the aspect of, cool, well, let's go deeper with that because we were listening. We were actually having an intention of respecting the other person's opinion and wanting to talk about it. You know what I mean? I don't know if any of right. this makes sense. I'm really oh, it does. It to totally them, does. But, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. But so, that's what we're, we're doing exactly what... I mean, I know I stated what my goal was, and I don't know, we either either of you may not even have personally a full you know goal. I know, Jay, uh, Jay you said that you, uh, you displayed your goal too, but it's just like... It's about having a conversation. So when you said being better conversationalists, essentially that's what we are trying to do. And also, mm-hmm. but teach through example. Like we're starting rough. We're, we're, but we're starting. We're doing yeah. it. We're trying. Yeah. Um, and it will come easier as we go. So you're not gonna, if you're not, if, if you just don't. Yeah. You can't what if you it, don't. What is it from Take Me Home Tonight? There's that scene, there's a movie called Take Me Home Tonight. Um, it's a really sappy movie I love. But at the end of it, basically the main character and his dad get into it. And his dad said, you haven't failed because you never tried. You haven't, you haven't succeeded because you haven't even attempted to fail. Mm-hmm. You know? And I take that shit really way more deeper than it probably should have but I lost it <laughs> literally done. my brain just went like <laughs> and we've done we've, that, we've, we've ran out of RAM it's that parrot brain the processor oh, has shut God. down <laughs> today's been rough I love my kids but as they say on TikTok you don't understand kids unless you like fuck them kids for real. So, anyway. Um, any any final thoughts there, Jay? Yeah. Um, no, I think I think this was, you know, a great start. Um, I, I do have a, a couple friends that were, like, already fairly interested in wanting to hear it, uh, which, you know, that, that actually made me happy, too. I'm like, okay, well, obviously, you know, um, they're interested or having your that opinion actually matters you know so i'm like okay this is already a good start we haven't even really said you know too much beyond i think what a lot of people are already thinking um but again having to constantly be accepting and everything you maybe are too fearful to actually like voice it you know yeah yeah i i I want this to be a form of where like yeah it's you know that there's people out there where you can have an opinion and it's okay Mm mm-hmm yeah. Alright, do you have any final thoughts there, Kevin? No, I think I've rambled enough. I'm not rambling, we're talking. I know. That's another thing I guess I'm going to yeah, come to terms with. Yeah, that's we need to talk about self-deprecation. Oh, because we point. are all amazingly we talented at so it. so good at it. I got like a master's in it. Fucking <laughs> like PhD in this bitch. Um, I personally don't have anything else to add, um, other than my appreciation for this conversation. For and, real. Uh, 
Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm excited. <laughs> what did you What say? the fuck are you watching in the background? Oh, what am I watching? I heard, uh, like, Transformers or some shit. Oh, no. Um, yeah, we're winding down, so... Um, got into a Destiny match while I'm playing. Shouts out to Destiny and the Witch Queen. Amazing game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for me, shouts out to uh, for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. What's up? Great game too. Strangers of Paradise. Also I, amazing game. Uh, I can't say I have played any video games. What's that mobile game that you're just like? What, oh, me? yeah. What's that mobile oh, game you're Merge all about? Merge Dragons. I am so addicted to that game. Like she's I got time to kill, and you're just see over there just tapping the just, shit out of her phone. My kid I, plays that. She loves that shit. It's it's so addicting and it's so cute and <laughs> I just I do love it. Um, I have actually invested money into it, but I was gonna say instead of a video game, I was gonna shout out to um, Adobe Fresco and, and and Procreate because that's what I've been playing around with. Oh yeah. Here recently, that's my game of choice right now. Um, getting some drawings done. That's the game of life. <laughs> I found that board game actually recently. Anyway, I digress. Um, so yeah, we're almost at two hours. Yeah, we're almost at two hours, which was a lot less than I thought we were gonna take up, and that's okay. So, and his camera just clicked off, I guess, and so we're. Well, fantastic! I'm sure we're gonna need some some editing and whatnot, but I think this was an amazing start. Like definitely. Ooh, definitely. Sorry, I'm over here yawning way too much, and now I'm making her. Yeah, you bastard. Oh, All right. Stop. All right, brother. Well, um, I'm gonna stop the recording now. <laughs>